Ladies and gentlemen, critical thinking is apparently the most important activity in American public schools. We hear endless chatter about critical thinking. Critical thinking this and critical thinking that. It's enough to make you think we have a critical thinking gigafactory somewhere close by. But try to find it. Personally, I think critical thinking, the phrase, is used to impress people. Teachers talk about critical thinking, so maybe the parents will think something important is going on in their schools. Not likely. I don't think the education establishment has even a small clue about how to teach critical thinking. That's because they don't actually want kids to learn this exotic skill. Why not? Because then the kids could engage in smart discussion of the watered-down education they are stuck with. This sort of discussion would be an ordeal for the education establishment as they specialize in empty blather. Our education professors prefer to chatter about wonderful new ways of doing things, none of which actually solve the problem that children increasingly learn very little. The society is getting dumber by the year. My thesis is that education starts with facts, content, knowledge, and information. You can't have education, you can't have critical thinking, unless children know stuff. The professors at Columbia Teachers College like to pretend the children can grow up to be educated adults without learning any of the fundamental information they actually need. That sounds like Bernie Madoff talking. Picture this process. You learn basic information and then you learn to discuss it. If there's no basic knowledge, then everything stops dead. That's the evil genius of our K-12 education system. In a hundred different ways, they have told knowledge to get lost, scram. We don't want to see your kind around here. They would rather see everything empty and depressed than to have a lot of knowledge hanging around. And of course, the professors crusade endlessly against memorization just to make sure that nobody carries anything forward from one year to the next. These professors are masters of nihilism. Nothing is what they love best. Now, to the meat of this matter, let me share with you my subversive vision. It's quite powerful enough to overwhelm the pretenders at Harvard's Graduate School of Education. In this vision, we have instant knowledge. Now, how is that possible, you're screaming? Easy. Show the class 10 photographs or drawings or whatever of famous cars, beautiful buildings, extraordinary bridges. It makes no difference what you show them as long as the pictures are interesting. Then you challenge them to pick the best and second best or whatever in each of the categories you have selected. And then you start the process of getting them to defend their choices. Now they are engaged in critical thinking and it happens in seconds because everybody has casual opinions on almost every ordinary subject. Now, in mere minutes, we have moved from ignorance to spirited discussion and evaluations of the evidence and all the facts. I'm, I've always argued when two people stand by the water talking about the movie they saw the night before on TV, one says I hate it and the other says I love it, and each tries to persuade the other his opinion is wrong. That is the essence of critical thinking. Now, our education establishment never sees any information worth teaching or any knowledge worth being excited about. But wherever I look, I see knowledge that could be used to jumpstart the education of children. 
I was recently watching the video of Manhattan in 1911 when one of my favorite relatives was born. It's not even seven minutes. You could watch it several times easily. Ask the children what is the most interesting thing they see. What is the biggest change between 1911 and today? How are people dressed differently? What is different about the architecture or the same? Men's business attire hasn't changed much, but the women wear big hats in 1911. There are still horses pulling carriages in 1911. Now the children are dealing with a jump of a century or more. They start to have a sense of time, a sense of history and change. Then you can take matters up a big step. Start a contest, whatever you want to call it, to ask the most original question or to name the most impressive thing seen anywhere in the city, or in what ways are people in 1911 living differently than we live now? So my point here is critical thinking lurks everywhere you want it to be, if you actually want it to be there. Famous mansions, famous hotels, bridges, famous resort beaches, most fearsome castles. Pull the kids into making a decision, a determination, a judgment, and then defending it. Now just consider for a moment how our education establishment poisoned and froze the entire educational system by refusing to teach knowledge. So what can the kids discuss? To which I say, have you no imagination at all? Let's look at some pictures, then we'll start talking. We have to jump start the process. We have to grease the skids, as they used to say. We have to encourage children who have probably never been asked their opinion on anything important. You see, in my opinion, the whole point is to teach history by discussing stuff that contains history, but you don't need to mention history as a subject. You just discuss what they were doing in Manhattan, Rome, or any other fascinating place. Even if children can't read at all thanks to the insanity of sight words, they would surely be able to explain which is the castle they would most want to visit. You know, it seems to me that all detective work, all scholarship, all critical thinking, all investigative anything, all research, it's all the same thing. You learn more details and you evaluate the significance of them. Now you see there's a simple way to move to what seemed an impossible goal. Our professors make everything seem impossible, that's their secret, but we should not pay any further attention to such professors. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, 
the big brains in education keep t telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.